Hi, everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's degree in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with a guest. It's actually my first guest guest that I've never met actually in person, um, but he comes highly recommended. He is the Associate Director for the Office of Ethnic Ministries here in Richmond, and I look forward to getting to know him today. So well, please welcome Daniel Villar. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. It's great for you to be here. I appreciate you taking the time. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Grew up the grew up the first few years, and interestingly enough, I uh, grew up the first few years in a Hasidic neighborhood. Wow. Um, yeah, I got to learn a little bit of Yiddish as a kid. That was fun. But then grew up the rest of my life in Miami. Um, my parents are I am Hispanic Latino. My mother's from Colombia. My father's from Cuba. Cradle Catholic here. Catholicism has been there for all my life. I have a bachelor's in religious studies with a minor in philosophy and sociology. And I have a master's in systematic theology. And I currently, as um, Julia, I say Julia because in Spanish with the yeah, J, the Julia. Fine. I'm Julia, really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, As she has mentioned, I, I work here at the diocese and I'm also a co-chair for the Episcopal Region 4 for the Fifth Encuentro. And, um, you know, as here in the diocese, we have a billion and one hats. So um, yeah. that's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just pretty much that. Wow, my gosh, you're super, super qualified for this. So I can't wait to to nerd out and geek out a little bit about this passage. You have picked um, one of the Psalms, which no one has picked um, my podcast. Like they can pick whichever verse, whichever book, whichever testament. And no one's picked a Psalm yet. So I'm really excited. What I'm going to have you do is read the passage that you've chosen. I believe that you've picked Psalm 119, verse 105. Is that correct? Yes, I have. Awesome. So whenever you're ready, you can go ahead and read that for us. Perfect. Um, So the verse says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. And this is from the New International Version. Awesome. And mine says the same thing. So your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. And it's such a short verse. It's not the shortest. I've actually did an episode a couple weeks ago about the shortest verse in the Bible my friend and I did and Jesus wept. And you would think that we wouldn't be able to talk for half an hour about it, but I'm sure that we will be able to. So I'm going to give a little background on the book of Psalms, since we haven't talked about it yet. Um, the book of Psalms is one of the biggest books in the Bible, if not the biggest. There are 150 chapters of Psalms, and 73 of the Psalms are said to be attributed to King David. And the Psalms are songs are, that are meant to be sung, and we do sing them at Mass and put them to music. And there are Psalms for everything. There are Psalms for liturgies, praise, lament. There's no real way of knowing the exact dates of many of the Psalms. Um, Some were written before the Babylonian exile and some were written after. And when I was researching this particular Psalm, I really started to geek out and I can't wait to hear your, like with your, um, your background with like maybe growing up in kind of a Jewish neighborhood. There's so much richness in the Hebrew here and I, I don't know Hebrew. So, (laughs) Um, but when I was looking up Psalm 119, this whole chapter is arranged in 22 stanzas and they follow the Hebrew alphabet. So each like heading has, stands for a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And uh, this whole Psalm is about instruction. And in our translation, we don't really have all the words 
you know, to properly translate. But some of the words that, um, and it's all about the law. So like words that pop up in, in English a lot are law, edict, command, precept, word, which is, you know, one that you've chosen. So I can't wait to dive into this. Um, my first question for you is why did you pick this verse, Daniel? Um, I have a very, I guess you would say I have a very strong connection with Hebrew scriptures. Um, mm -hmm. The My mother's mother's side of the family, we are uh, uh, Sephardic descent. So we are Sephardim. We are um, uh, Spanish Jews that converted mm -hmm. along the way. So wow. for me, for yeah, for so for me, that connection with uh, Hebrew scriptures is very strong. It's in my blood. And so it is something that is, it, it always calls my attention, the, the Old Testament Hebrew scriptures, in particular Psalms, um, because Psalms really has that, you know, Davidic essence, as you were talking about, mm -hmm. and that, that essence of, you know, of, of instruction and, and how God really had revealed himself through the word to the people of Israel. Mm -hmm. And how this is really seen even in context today through um, the lens of the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so all of, all of this put together in this one beautiful encapsulated uh, word, and I call it word capital W because it's, it's something that really unites the word of God all in, in this book called, we call the Bible. And just... Um, this particular part of scripture has always called my attention because um, I, I feel that this is something that we today in general um, are not really um, in many ways, I don't, I don't say are not, but I say we, there are many ways we, we, I guess, forget to apply in life. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, um, it, 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 it's, captured me because it, it was my reminder of daily conversion. Um, and it reminded me of that moment where, you know, even just reading it initially, it was like, oh yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to remember that I have to ask God to be a lamp. I have to ask God to be a light, you know, and that is not all of us and our own doing, you know, a lot of times in the society, we are, we're taught to be self-sufficient, to be, you know, empowered and all of these things. But this is this simple, small verse um, really encapsulates both the physical and spiritual element of what it is to follow God. That's awesome. You said so much there that I want to dive into. So my first question is, since you do have this Jewish background, are you familiar with Hebrew? Have you learned Hebrew before? Or I have not. <laughs> so, um, I'm a little bit familiar um, because even as a child growing up in Brooklyn, um, we sure. the Hebrew wasn't really spoken. It was more Yiddish. Okay. So you know you you know and and even a lot of the customs um, were more um, in Yiddish being an Ashkenazi dialect. It's a dialect from the Eastern European Jews. Mm -hmm. um, so it's something that it's very, in many ways, different, almost like a different dialect from the actual Hebrew, which the community usually used during their services or during, you know, times of Passover or Rosh Hashanah or all the other high holidays that they have or high feast days, better yet. And so um, Hebrew, Hebrew is a little difficult for me, but sure. <laughs> uh, but but you know I I'm I I need to find time to sit down and kind of kind of practice. But uh, but I am the type that I will go in and I will see the root 
of what a certain a certain phrase means in the original language. I, I'm that kind of right. person. Oh, then we are matched well for each other for this then. So I, I gave my, um, I, I love to nerd out about this stuff. I'm sure Deacon Charles will tell you he's our connection. So when I gave the historical context, was there anything that you wanted to add to this? Like anything that you had researched about this psalm historically that you wanted to add or say? Well, I wanted to um, make a bridge from what you said that in Psalm 119, how each part was sectioned off based on a particular letter of the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so um, the most beautiful thing I see is that Psalm 119, 105, falls under the letter N or Nun, which is the yeah. way it's pronounced in Hebrew. And that particular, and as, as we know, Hebrew letters are associated with certain characteristics, certain spiritual um, beliefs, certain, there, there, there's always some sort of association with Hebrew letters. And so the wonderful thing is that the, this particular letter is related to what the, the word for that letter N in Hebrew means continue, offspring, and heir. And um, I love that it talks about that because when you really break down this phrase, it really does speak to those three things, you know, the continuance, the producing offspring, the producing heir. And for me, obviously, I, I didn't take it in a way that was like, you know, literally producing offspring or heir or whatever. But this concept of producing fruit, producing mm -hmm. fruit within ourselves, producing fruit in others, um, that is done through that daily conversion I was talking about earlier. And... Um, and I, I really like, I looked it up, in, you know, in um, in Hebrew. And what is interesting is that the way it's written in Hebrew, in the original Hebrew, is that it's written not in that same sequence that we see it now in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, it's written, so right now it says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. But in the original Hebrew, it starts off with, to my path and a light, your word to my feet, a lamp. And I love that it starts with the word to. It's a verb, it's an action, it's telling you to do something, which is what produces that continuance, which what produces the offspring, it produces that fruit, you know? Um, and so what, I, in me um, doing Lexio Divina uh, with this particular part of scripture, um, I broke it down into five smaller phrases, which is the way it was written in the original Hebrew. The, the to my path is one, and the light is two, your word three, to my feet four, and a lamp five. And I have, through the Lexio Divina that I did, I have found different things within these particular small phrases, the, these smaller phrases, that really do induce that spiritual connection to that continue to that producing offspring, to that producing the air, right? Producing fruit in ourselves and others. And um, this is something that has really helped me personally be able to continue on that path, even when there are days that are, are very difficult. And so for the, just quickly to mention, for the first part where it says to my path, um, I, I gathered that to my path, like I said, that too means to, you know, it's an action. Mm -hmm. Something that 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 is like, you know, to this, to that, right? It's like, go there. 
Yeah. And so, and so we see um, what I gathered from that through my Lexio Divina was free invitation from free will. So I'm inviting God. I am inviting. I am inviting God the Father into my life through my free will, to my path, God. I am asking you. I am inviting you. So through my free will, I am asking to do your will. And then for the second part and the light, that free invitation for me, it really invites, the, it really opens into this mysterious closeness to God. Because mm -hmm. if you notice, it doesn't say, and the light. It says, and a light. Right. So to me, it feels like it's a free invitation to the mysterious closeness. That A is mystery. It's the mystery of God. What is that light? What is that closeness that I am freely inviting into my life so that I can be close to that light and see how that transforms my life through conversion? Yeah, and the third part is your word, you know. And I love, I love the, the Hebrew word for your word because the Hebrew word for your word is not only a noun, it's also a verb. And so word, your word basically is, it's not just saying word as in like, you know, like we have proper nouns and common nouns and all those things, mm -hmm. but it's an invitation to be a verb. God, be a verb in my life. Do things in my life. And so I... You know, and it's so for me, it's that free invitation of oneness. So when he does things in my life, I'm invited to be one with him. Apart, you know, and, and that's obviously in, in along the path of that mysterious closeness. You know, he's not only next to me, he's also one with me um, through the light and through, through a light and through his word. And then to my feet, I ask him as a free invitation to help me move forward. I'm indicating to him that to my path, through a light, with your word, both noun and verb, you are now in charge of my feet. And it is something that I want you to use in order to do your will. And then at the end, we have a, a lamp, a lamp, because what emanates from a lamp? A light. So that to me is free invitation from, at this point of conversion, it's a free invitation of me to, to go from being close to him in that light, you know, that closeness I was talking about, mm -hmm. to really be one with that source through his word. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You, there's so much I want to address. I love that you broke this down. And you, by the way, know way more Hebrew than you, than you give yourself credit for. I mean, the fact that you're able to go back to the text and understand the alphabet. And I mean, there's so much we could talk about here. I, it's beautiful that each letter in Hebrew, as you mentioned, has a sentiment behind it, right? And, the, and there's a deepness behind each even letter. And then the way that you broke this down and the way it's really translated um, to those very succinct, like five, you kind of broke down into five pieces of action. You know, we lose so much of the, the mystery as you've been describing in our English language. You know, our, our language, I feel, is just so literal. It's just there, it's surface value. There's not too much depth behind it. So it's hard when I teach scripture. I'm a scripture teacher for middle schoolers and I taught high school as well. It's hard because figurative language and everything is so, so rich in, in the Hebrew scriptures. And there's just no real way for a sixth grader to understand the depth <laughs> because our English yes. language and they're in, the, and in their stage of development, they're so literal too. So, oh, wow. I, I love, 
I love that their language is just this language of mystery because it's so deeply connected to God. And then that you, when I read this verse, so when you, when you pick this, I was like, I, this is, this is maybe dating myself, but, um, there's a, there, there was a song, um, by Amy Grant, I think back in like the nineties that was like, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I don't know if you're familiar with this. It was like a yes. praise and worship song. Yeah. So that's what I think of. And I was a music minister. So I'm just like thinking of all the times I played that song and it almost loses the meaning for me. But I love that you said it's an invitation that we're walking. There's an intimacy that we're walking along with the Lord and that he's inviting us. And I loved that you even talked about just like the versus a, you know, like mm-hmm. a light instead of like the light. It gives it even more mystery. It can be a light from you don't know where the light. I mean, we know the light's coming from God, but we don't know when it's coming or, you know, where we're going to find it. But that makes it all the more mystical and beautiful and makes us want to stay closer to God because we want to be close to find that light. Anyways, please jump in. But that, I just wanted to unpack a little bit of what all, because you said so much there. It was really beautiful. What else would you like to say? Or Absolutely. It's something for anyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, it's a free invitation. It's a free invitation. It's a free invitation that comes from the self in order to, to be able to create that space. And you don't have to, um, you don't, you don't even have to be a believer in Jesus Christ. You don't even have to be a believer in God. You don't have to be anything like that. Right. There are many people, there are many people who are, um, who, who are not believers and they just open themselves to this one psalm and they're just sitting there and they just repeat it at like a mantra, right? Your word is mm-hmm. a lamp for my feet. And, and then that kind of opens something. It, it, um, again, like we're talking about mystery, it just opens something. It's an invitation. It's God saying, hey, I'm here mm-hmm. and I'm hearing you. Now it's really up to you to be able to continue this with me. Um, because as you and I know, God doesn't force himself on anybody. And, and, and the, right, the invitation right. has to be from us. You know, it is that knock on the door that allows us to 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 really offer him so much of ourselves, every part of ourselves. When we answer it, he will do things. He will he will challenge things that you, you know, and I when I mean you, I mean collective you, and I include myself in that. Right. He will challenge things that you thought were true. And when I mean true, I'm not talking about historical truth. I'm talking about spiritual truth. Things you thought mm-hmm. that were like, oh, you know, you know, the truth, my, my truth is this, this, and this, and this. But then once you enter into that mystery, once you enter into that, you know, a light, you know, a lamp, when you enter the your word, when you en- start entering to all that, and all of a sudden, what you felt before about things, about those spiritual truths are not the same. And you're like, what What in the world happened? And um, that is something mm-hmm. that I have come to realize, at least for myself in my life, you know, things, even even with things in the past, even before I came back to 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 Catholicism, because I, I was raised Catholic, but I really, I was kind of like, I call my, you know, cafeteria Catholic, where it's kind of like, you know, sure. I show yeah. up real pretty here at Easter, and I show up real pretty here on Christmas, you know, and that kind of stuff. And uh, we call them ca- cafeteria Catholics, right. you know. Like, take a little bit of what we want. I want a little bit of this. I want a little bit of that. But I don't, I don't want it all. I don't want the whole menu. I just right. want a little bit and, of and, everything. Yeah, and usually that, okay. that tends to happen because I realized that I was trying to do things to suit what, what was already there that was placed there by my own. This is just for me, but my own ego. 
And what my ego said was, mm -hmm. this is absolutely true. This is absolutely true. This is absolutely true. And here comes Jesus. And he's like, uh, let's take a look at this. And let's take a look at that. And whoever says that, that. No, no, I was going to, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that made me think when, like, when Jesus is showing you the way, then he's being mm -hmm. that light. He's lighting that particular thing in that, in that moment. And uh, that just kind of. No, 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 absolutely. And and it, it, it feels like that. He's the one that holds the candle to that thing. And he, and so he's, right. you know, and so even, even before I came back into the church, you know, I had no issues with people, um, you know, with people having abortions and I had no issues with, you know, oh, well, you know, capital punishment, you know, it's like, you know, all of these things, I didn't have issues with those things. To me, I was thinking, well, you know, people have their own free will, let people do whatever they want. But you know what, uh, Julia, I tell you, one of the things that the Lord has told me was, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that is something mm -hmm. that I've always kept with me when I read scripture, when I teach, when I do different things, I always put it through that lens of, of his word. I say, hmm, I know I can, but should I? And I, I think mm -hmm. a lot of that does get lost in today's world where people are mm -hmm. told, you don't have to sacrifice anything. You could do it all. You can have it all. The Lord basically says, you can have it all, just not the way the world is giving it to you. And it is through, through Christ mm -hmm. where you find that abundance, that spiritual abundance and um, and and that's where that's that was my pre-conversion point. My pre-conversion point was like I can have everything, you know, if I work seventy hours a week and if I and if I and if I but you know I came to realize, Julia, that no matter how much if I's I did, I was never satisfied. I was always going after right. that next thing, that next thing, that next thing. And it was I was happy for about five minutes, you know, and then and then that was it. You know, and then I needed the next thing and I needed mm -hmm. the next thing. And here's here's Jesus saying, you know, you can have that forever. You can have that forever. But we don't call it happiness. We call it joy because joy comes from the spirit. Mm -hmm. And happiness is, you know, momentary chemicals in the brain. Yes. Temporary. Serotonin in the stomach yeah. when you have the, that good food, you know, on Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit too about, um, thank you for sharing your story and your background. I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know that I can. I mean, I think that we all, even those of us who were born Catholic, we can relate to having to struggle with those truths. Well, you mentioned earlier about free will and you had talked about that and that even in this scripture passage, there is that choice, right? That we have these different paths and, and there's invitation and there's free will even in this. And then you talked too about capital W with the word. And that made me think of John's gospel and how he refers to Christ as the word capital W. So we had mentioned earlier as well, and I've said several times on this podcast that like all of this Old Testament stuff is pointing us to Christ, you know, and Jesus, this is something that actually Deacon Charles says that um, he talked about Isaiah and that like when Jesus was growing up as a Jewish boy, he would have read these texts and like recognized himself in them, which blows my mind. But I think I think of Jesus reading the psalm and saying the word and him having that recognition of like, I am the word. I don't know. Maybe that's taking it. Maybe it's taking it a completely different direction. But that was something that I thought about while you were no, speaking. No, absolutely. And, and that's something, you know, when we see that in Psalm 119, 105, we see where the, 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 
the the word that gets used is capitalized word is a capital word because we understand especially with the connection between the, the the people of israel with god there's this connection of us and it's like it's like the thou you know that reference thou t-h-o-w but with the t-h-o-u with the capital t and so we we see this connection between god and the and and the the people of israel where in, in Revelation in the Old Testament, not, not the book, I'm talking about when God is revealing himself in the Old Testament, it's really God revealing himself to the people of Israel. And then here right. when we get into the New Testament, we see God with the, you know, with us through the Holy Spirit. So it's almost like this, you know, when we see this in Psalm 119, we see, we see uh, this me-thou relationship. And and even today, I and you you hit it right on the head when it when it came to that. It, it really is that Jesus being uh, the Son of God, being the sacrificial Lamb, mm-hmm. and us being His brothers and sisters. Right? Um, we are also called to be that word, but only He, only Jesus can be capital W. We can, uh-huh. we are yeah. we are all lowercase Ws. But he is the only capital W mm-hmm. because he is the son of God. He is the one. He is a sacrificial lamb. He is the one that is the chosen one. He is the anointed one. He's the Messiah. And so, but we can partake in that, in the word being lowercase w's. You know how we say, Jesus, take the wheel, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I um, One last thing I wanted to kind of touch upon. I see again, I can't believe we can talk forever about this short verse, but um, I had mentioned that, you know, there's Psalms for different things and that this Psalm in particular is focusing on laws. And I think that in our culture today, you know, we don't love laws. My students, when I'm teaching them, they don't love the rules. You know, we, we want to find, or just, we, we look at laws in such a different way. And here we have a Psalm that has so many different words for law and is praising all of God's laws, like that they are in love with the laws of God. And that's just so, I think, foreign to where we are today, not just with God's law, definitely with God's law, but also just with laws in general. I don't know if you wanted to speak to that, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Um, the When reading the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, which is very legalistic, if we want to put it that way, if you, re- mm-hmm. if you read yeah, from yeah. the lens of, and, and I have to make this distinction, Wherever there is space for the ego to preside, the Holy Spirit cannot occupy. And so if you're reading the Bible through the lens of the ego, which is usually what's given to us or what we have learned through our secular lives, right? Living out in the world, you're going to see, you know, oh, you know, my goodness, you know, with the, with the you know, what he talks about, they, they couldn't, you know, cut the, their, their, the hair on the side of their heads. They couldn't, you know, you know, they right. couldn't wear uh, a, a shirt with two different um, fabrics. They couldn't plant two, you know, they couldn't plant two different crops in the same field. I mean, there was rules and rules. There were, I mean, <laughs> the, the Pharisees right. had 613 commandments that arose from, you know, just the 10. You know, it, it kind of just brought it out, right? <laughs> And those were those Pharisees. They 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 followed the six hundred and thirteen. You know that was what had to be followed, especially yeah. in the time of Jesus. And um, and so, 
you know, being in, in a society today that where laws are more meant to be broken than followed, mm-hmm. for me, I feel that Jesus is inviting us to say, you know what, understand the love that is required in order for those laws to be fulfilled. Because he, he said, right. he said in John, I, I did not come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill it. And, and if Jesus is love, he's fulfilling that law with love, divine love, agape, right? So we're seeing this, if one, through the lens of the Holy Spirit who has helped one under daily conversion, right? You have initial conversion and daily conversion that comes after that. You start experiencing more the love of God through Jesus. So when you look at those laws again, they don't look restrictive, they look like the laws that we receive from our parents in order to protect us. And it Absolutely. is such a different perspective, you know? I think that's really well said. I think we definitely look at things. I loved your comparison, the, looking through the lens of the ego versus the spirit. And we definitely, you know, we get that backwards all the time. And I think that makes a, a complete difference. And when it comes to, you mentioned like the Pharisees having all of these laws, absolutely in Jesus's time, he would you know, say, yes, we have all these laws. And as you said, yes, I'm here to fulfill the law, not abolish. But also like the main laws are love your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And everything falls under that. We're like making it way too complicated. All those things come down to this, these two things, you know. So uh, this has been so good and so helpful to unpack just this one short verse. At the end of the podcast, Daniel, I give my guests a chance to, I don't know, mention any events they want to plug or any social media or any, I don't know, websites or things. Is there anything that you wanted to promote here or to let listeners um, about? No, not really. I just, um, if you are in the Diocese of Richmond and I mean, I'm sorry, are you, if you are within the territory of the Diocese of Richmond, which is, you know, half of Vir- yeah, half yeah, of Virginia. It's about <laughs> yeah. three quarters of Virginia. Um, if, if, if you are listening yeah. to this and you're within this area, one of the things I really want to encourage is, to create, you know, as Pope Francis says, to create, to be a bridge. And we working in the Office of Ethnic Ministries encourage everybody to be bridges with everybody else. You know, have that encounter. Do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus was not afraid. He went from place to place to place to place to place. And people he met, he rarely had people that he met that he knew. So he calls us to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. He calls us to have a moment of, encounter with people that you know we may not normally come across on a daily basis so if you this is an invitation this is a free invitation if you ever have a moment where you see someone you feel compelled by the holy spirit to have that conversation with them even though if they don't speak english or you don't speak spanish or or tagalog or Vietnamese or swahili it doesn't matter have an encounter because always remember and have that faith that god will handle everything else Oh, that is so well said. Thank you. You're definitely in the right position and the right call. So if you didn't know it, I think that God is using you in the right, in the, in the most perfect way. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. Um, those of you who want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at Seven Mile Chats and on Instagram, and you can find me on Twitter at Struckley One M S S T R U K E L Y One. And if you want to talk scripture with me, please message me. I'd love to hear um, your feedback and and talk scripture with you. So thanks again, Daniel, for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. Bye everyone.